But here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Terrence Jones. Welcome to another episode of the Fellas Point of View podcast. We are live. We are here. We are ready to have a showdown on this evening. Welcome, Sean, to the building. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome, Lamont, who's sipping tea. What's going on, everybody? Hello to all our North Carolina listeners that just joined this week. Ooh, bless the Lord. And there would not be a show without the one, the only, Fernando. How's it going? Baby. Baby. If y'all could just hear sometimes what we talk about before the show starts, and if y'all could just see our group chats, y'all would be real jealous that your, li that your life ain't Fernando's life, because, baby, he living his best life. Best. The new 30. The new 30. <laughs> the new 30, baby. The new dirty 30s. Yes, he's living his best life. So if you're sitting at home, do us a big favor. Go ahead and share this podcast. And make sure if you're not subscribed right now, hit that subscribe button and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast at. Join us. And, you know, you can always rate us five. Five is a great number. We love five. Five is the best number out there. Tell all of your friends all that good stuff. So, where are we at? So, let's see. Oh, my, my, my. Lamont, how was your week? Let's see. Let's do a little catch up. Let's do a little catch up. My week was cool. Uh, subdued. Uh, really didn't do a whole lot this week. I uh, had the uh, privilege of attending Brent Jones' live recording in L.A. Oh, Saturday. Brent! Yes. Okay. Brent recorded another album, an excellent project, beautiful uh, material. He did a lot of his old stuff that he used to do with T.P. Mob and uh, Friendship Baptist Church, his old church that he was with, and he kind of revamped some stuff, and he uh, had about Wait. four... Yeah. There's no more TP Mob? No. Oh. TP Mob has been disbanded for about, God, eight, nine years now. <laughs> oh, so he's recording as a solo artist. He's recording as a solo artist with uh, various choirs and stuff. Like this last project that he had with the Waco Community Choir, they want a seller for it. Who? Uh, yeah, Waco Community Choir is a. Uh, he went. Yeah, he went, down, he went down there. He did a workshop in Waco, Texas. They liked him so much, they brought him back. And his record label said, well, how about we record a project? And they recorded a project, and it won him the stellar for traditional choir of the year <laughs> this past year. So, yeah. Yeah. And on my album, he did a lot of his old stuff that he did with TP Mob, too. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. That how, I didn't how, even how, know he had an album out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brent, Brent has six albums out there. <laughs> yeah. They come and get Fernando. Two as a solo artist, and he just recorded his, his third this, this past weekend in L.A. And okay. 100, 100 Voice Choir, and like I said, them, them children sang, and we enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. Uh, Eddie Brown was his MD. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He has played for a little bit of everybody, from Marvin Sapp to... Dorinda, to you name it, he's played for him. I've heard of him. Oh. 
Yeah, the boy's bad. So that that was Saturday. Sunday, we did the Justice on Trial play here in L.A. Both events were packed out, by the way. Packed out audiences for both. Justice on Trial, what's that? Justice on Trial is, uh, it's the, I've been doing a tour with a guy by the name of Chad Cooper from Brooklyn, New York, and he has the only black-ran uh, theater company on Broadway. And so they came to California to do um, a pre-run of a play called Justice on Trial, Black Lives Matters 2. And it's pretty much, it, it's in it's regards to uh, two civil rights attorneys trying to win uh, reparations for black people. And uh, it has a uh, stellar cast, a uh, hilarious cast. It's, it's really good. And so he's actually turned the play into a movie. And so the movie is actually coming out February 16th of next year, 2020. So you guys will be hearing more about that as we get closer to the date. But came here to LA to the Wilshire Ebell Theater, which holds about 1,300 people and packed it out, 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 out. <laughs> so it was, it was really good, really well attended. Uh, glad the tour is over because I can rest a little bit, <laughs> get back to my life. But yeah, really good. So next up, we're gonna we're looking to try to um, once the movie comes out in February, thinking about taking the play to Vegas for Stellar Weekend. So that that'll be another situation that happens. Stellar Weekend. Oh yes, you should meet me at the Stellars this year, Chris. You ain't doing nothing. Come on out. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! Don't you hate on that community? That's one weekend that I've always wanted to attend, but just never Well, happened. see, you can join Lamont now. I don't need to go. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. We need to take a show on the road and do a show at Stellar's. What? <laughs> you know, this will walk right on out. Right. Because we, we're raw and uncut. And when Fernando opens his mouth, it'll be over. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it ain't like all these pastors and preachers ain't been opening their mouths. Whoops. Legs and too. they trying to get in Fernando's bed. They trying to get in Fernando's bed. We already know that. <laughs> there it is. He's he's mentioned them before. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just okay, by maybe. I mentioned though the Stellar Awards is February, uh excuse me, March twenty seventh, which is a Friday of uh next year. So oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. That week because you get a lot of new gospel mu music. Someone puts out their new single. <laughs> There's several new singles, I'm sorry, that come out that week. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, wow. yeah, so that's, that's what's been up with me, getting ready to enjoy this next holiday coming up. So, yeah. Hallelujah. Yes, thankful for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, Fernando, what's been up in your week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your week? Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I got Don't hide your face now. Don't hide your face now. I, I picked up some new clients. Um, I went to a meetup um, um, uh, to, to, uh, to actually uh, sit on the council for, uh, for uh, new cannabis laws and legislation. I uh, and just kind of learn some new uh, some uh, uh, new formulations and uh, techniques for uh, for cannabis infusion, uh, and I and I, I like I like joining those organizations because I think it's important for to have uh, for African Americans to have as big a voice as they possibly can in the cannabis industry because it's we we have gotten easily forgotten very easily in the cannabis community community like 
like the moment it boomed, it was like, oh yeah, we're black people. We all know y'all weed heads. What you mean y'all done got forgotten? But I'm talking about going, you know, where cannabis is going to go on mainstream and now it's going, cannabis is now big money. You know, everybody's benefiting but black folks and black folks is the main one. You know, black folks have been doing it for the, since, I, since the beginning. You know. And, but, and, we, and, and most of us have been in jail for it. And but, are, they not, are they not benefiting because Yes, they didn't it's, start it's, growing companies or they didn't start what they call no, a, a dispensary? No, it's like, I'm not saying that there's, that, uh, that there's no black uh, you know, cannabis entrepreneurs because they are. There's some good bud tenders, there's some great uh, you know, engineers, there's some great growers and cultivators and, you know, and whatnot, but there's not that as many are not high profiting ones like, like the other ones that's out there right now. And reason being is because that uh, you know uh, there, there's just not a lot of black uh, you know uh, and not uh, a lot of black people don't have a you know an environment where they have uh, a list of people who's just going to give them money investors you know in the black community there's not you know if you need if you need a big amount of money the only place that you can go to is your church a fundraiser. Oh, yeah. Church talking, ain't giving you no money. No, no, no. I'm so I'm talking about when, not, especially not for cannabis. No, what 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 I'm saying what I'm saying is typically in the black community, if you need a, a you know a lot of money for something, that's we didn't have many places to go to ask for that, other than the uh, you know the church, a fundraiser, a bake off, or something. We that's all we knew. We didn't, you know, we it's not like our daddies was at a hedge fund or work at the bank. And his friend knew a friend. We didn't have that. Whereas it, it was more likely in a white, you know, a white household that was there. They, you know, your dad knew somebody and they were trying to help you. Or in the, and unfortunately, in the black household, if they did know somebody, they're not trying to tell your black ass. Okay, true that. And so you know, it's so you, there's a lot of factors that play into why you don't see as many, you know profit-leading black entrepreneurs because it's just a little bit harder for black people to actually make that happen because it's lack of resources and, and lack of know-how. And actually, some of them do have the know-how, they just don't have the resources. Now, what's the name of the, the, the meetup that you went to? Uh, it was the, uh, the Oakland, Oakland Cannabis Club. They do it, uh, they do it every month. They do it, uh, the, uh, they, they do it on uh, first Friday. And is that on meetup.com or is that just uh meetup.com, yeah. Well, shout out to the Oakland Cannabis Club. We want to make sure that if you guys want to be a part of what's going on, go on over to meetup.com, which y'all yours truly know I, I host over there as well. If you're an aspiring black entrepreneur, it's really nice to see other black faces talking about uh, talking about cannabis and, uh, and entrepreneurship as well. It's really good to, uh, to, to network with other, uh, you know, other people of color, even though it's great to network with everybody, but it's really great when, when you know, where you can, uh, you know, you can, you guys can, you know, the black community can help each other just be better and be great. Okay, now damn it, give us the damn dirt. What really happened this week? Um, I got this motherfucker still in my house. Uh, we had a couple threesomes. It was all right. Did like, you say you got somebody in your house? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Like honestly, like I don't. I think like 
if I did, if I really was thinking about it, like after my dog died, I kind of got a little lonely and I didn't know how to be in my house by myself. And I was don't like, you blame it on the dog. Don't you dare. Don't you blaspheme in here. Don't you blaspheme in here. No, no, don't you blame it on the dog. <laughs> don't you blame it on people. Dog lover, you don't blame it on the dog. No, no, no. It's true, though. I was feeling pretty lonely and didn't, and I got, I've been, I was feeling uncomfortable being in the house with myself. So, this no, you just saw that meme that said it's cuffing season, so like, you got this, excited. This dude showed up and we had a good conversation. The sex was good. He showed up in the showing out. Right. Thank you, Sean. And ain't never left. And ain't gonna leave. <laughs> and ain't gonna leave. He brought but I luggage. I haven't said no yet. And here's the question that everybody's wondering, because I know I just heard one of the listeners ask, do you want him to leave? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. He's not, no, he's not one of those dudes that I could see being with forever. I'm like... No. Those are the ones that you usually end up being with because exactly. you always have this desire to, for somebody, somebody else to be that one. But the ones that you don't see is the ones that you end up being with for long term. Exactly. Speaking from experience. Oh, Touche. Remember your 80-20 rule, just saying. Ooh, say it again. The 80-20 rule, yes. <laughs> Do you know the 80-20 rule? He ain't got no real goals. He don't know the 80-20 rule. Yes, I do. Never find somebody that's 100% of what you want. There's no, it's okay. There's always going to be 20% missing. It's all about whether that 20 He ain't 80% of it. 60? So what? 60-40? <laughs> uh, oh, no, no. Okay, now wait a minute. He's 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 got it's over it's over fifty, so it's got to be at least sixty to seventy five because day one would not turn into day four. Say all. it again. Say it again. Day so one would not turn into day four. Day four. I don't. I, don't I, I really don't have romantic feelings. As like like I do have. I feel like a friendship, like a like 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 friends with benefits. I'm com- like I'm okay with him being in my space because. I enjoy the intimacy that we share, but not in a romantic, lovingly kind of way. I don't feel like that. I, I, I don't have any of those feelings. I have none of them. Like, I literally like I can, I can look at him like somebody I can kick it with and watch some movies with and talk shit with, and but like not like no. Mm-mm. Okay, he got the cakes of life, and he ain't holding it down. And it, I, I'm confused. No, no because what He's you described is what people want. Someone they that can talk shit with, someone they can enjoy intimate time with. That's not exactly, and someone that they kind of enjoy or, or are okay with their company. Get it I'm, together, that's damn half it. the battle there. Half the battle. Get it together. Now the other half. Because I did hear you say something um, about him not having everything together. Now, I understand that. Yeah. Does he have a jab? Does he have a jab? Yes. A good jab? Does Ooh. he work in the city? He's in HR for a hair salon. How do hair salons have HR? <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> 
That's just <laughs> like, just like we just went on this Brothers for Sea cruise, and this boy was a flight attendant, and he told us, he said, oh, well, I have two assistants under me. Assistants to do what? Assistants to do what? You're a flight attendant. <laughs> I am the one that asked these hard questions. And when I, and I start asking the hard questions, and I was like, and I was like, Okay, so what do you aspire to do? It's like, well, I think I kind of want to go be a personal trainer. I'm like, but wait, 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 wait. For the hair salon because yeah, I I'm still understand. there. Are I'm you still there. their benefits because mm, okay. What's what his duty? What does he do? I don't know. Where does he work for a conglomerate? Or a little local yoko salon? No, it's a chain, it's one of the high end chains. Oh, okay. Then he could be HR. Okay. Because one of them bougie old high end, yeah, he could be an HR person. If yeah. it's a chain, then I, yeah. I can understand. But then I would want to understand what's the incentive for hairstylists to work there. Because typically, Benefits. hairstylists are independent contractors. Benefits. I don't know, but when he, when he said, I think I want to go be a personal trainer, I'm like, so do you Clearly, HR is not paying that much if you really, if you want to go to a personal trainer because personal trainers don't make as much as HR people do. But he's still young. You have a little young buck there. Yeah, like I'm still feeling that 20 year old vibe on him. Like he I mean, just he's only 30, old. right? Isn't he only 30? Only 30. Yeah, he the okay. new 30. So he still he still got the 20 stuff going on. Yeah, yeah he still got he's the black behind that hair. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know why? Like, you know why? It's, like, it's this is gonna sound like ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend syndrome, which it probably is. Like, you, like, maybe part of why it worked out a little bit between me and Manuel because Manuel was older. Manuel was forty one. Well, you're in a new season, so you're gonna have to adjust to the season, and you're gonna have to stop looking for all of Manuel's tra traits in the next person. I just like maturity. Well, hey, young people, it's very rare that that happens. Oh, I, te I, test, I, I test this little ass out a little bit. I was like, let me, let, me give, let me see if I could do a warning shot. And so I was like, okay, I was like, I haven't slept with anybody else since he's been here. So let me hook up with some, one of my regulars. And he was all his feelings about that. Oh. Okay, so he likes you. Now, yeah, he he was he was fine after three minutes, five minutes. Well, that's then he wants to know he wants to know all about it. Uh -huh. Was this hmm. during the time that he was staying there? Oh, okay. Oh my. Okay, bless the Lord, Hallelujah. Well, well, well. There you have it. <laughs> So we'll my back. week is my week status complicated. Complicated. Okay. Sean. Sean? Sean? <laughs> well, my week has been dull in comparison. <laughs> All of our weeks have been dull in comparison. Hello. <laughs> from the start of the show. Um, I my week has been okay. It's been good. I um Worked from home all last week because we had kind of a medical emergency that happened with my mom's caregiver. So I was here, the primary caregiver, um, while working. And so that was hard. But um, 
but this week has been cool um, up until today. I was driving, commuting in um, to San Francisco, and my tire blew out. Oh, car fishtailed <laughs> a little Ooh. bit. <laughs> I um, got over to the side, to the um, the um, shoulder, saw that there is a um, a semi that was swerving coming up on my rear end. So after they passed, uh, after I prayed and they passed, I hurried up and got my ass off that freeway. Um, and kind of have been dealing with it all day today. Well, let's just say Mercedes has tagged me. <laughs> and as a result, I need to have today. So, need to have a who? A few drinks today. Oh, a few drinks, a few cocktails. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's all going to be fixed, but it definitely was not anything I expected or wanted to deal with today as I was on my way to work. Exactly. Nobody never does. Yeah. Overall, it's been a great week. Um, Outside of that, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I have a um, little event coming up this weekend. I like doing this hot topic session. I call it around the coffee ta- table where I just invite a couple of pe- people over and I have um, a couple of prompts that um, <clears throat> that we talk. Through. I ain't never been invited. So yeah, because I, so I limit the group and I pick it out based on personalities. And so I will definitely invite you the next time. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm a big personality. Yes, you are. <laughs> Where am I invite? No, no, I'm gonna invite I'm gonna invite both of you guys next time for sure. And I cook. Huh? And I cook. Oh, and, and you cook? Okay. Come on. I bring food. Come and on. I got great wine and champagne. And you know I'll fly in, so don't play. Yeah. So I would love to do that. Um and I will probably plan the next one after December, but no, for sure. And then uh, also Another thing I've been work, working on, there's an event that, um, that you all are invited to, I hope you come, um, called Tux and Chucks that I'm working on for, um, Tux and Chucks. for Tux this and year. Chucks. And Tux and Chucks. Basically bringing a very classy event to the Bay Area, specifically tailored for men of black, for men of color that sleep with men, so gay men of color. Um, Who does that? <laughs> what? Yeah, you know. <laughs> We have all of these ven- these venues that either cater to white audiences or they they're just extremely ratchet. You do not have who sleep with men, huh? Who sleep with men? All right, we'll move on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entertaining that. <laughs> I see a hand up. I see a hand up. <laughs> oh, we know you do. <laughs> Flag on the field. Well, I two hands. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so what I want to do is bring a classy event to our community, something that is not ratchet, something that you okay. actually have to put some effort into coming to. Um, so no twerking. Like, I, you said what? No twerking. Oh, I mean, for sure you can do that. But <laughs> but it won't be full of Oakland rap. It won't just be an Oakland rap event um, where there's a bunch of youngsters there in my 30 and up crowd feels out of place. I have several Thank friends you. that are within my age range and I'll say my age range Can we have, can we have all of the colors? Oh yeah, but specifically I, I'm usually when I, when I go to like a of color event, it's always just black dudes. I'm like, where, where, the, uh, where the 
Taiwanese men and the Asian dudes and the there's they some color. The where's the where's the uh the Hawaiian men at? There's some fine ass motherfucking Hawaiian men. I've seen them in this bitch. They fine. Yeah. So I'm the, reaching. The Milano men, the Mexicans, the Latinos. I need them all. Bring them all. <laughs> Definitely. That. So uh, this is not a smorgasbord of sexy. It's it's an event. That's, it is, so, but that's part of sexy too. All those. This is not for you to partake at. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always like like let me give you an example like uh, like we have our own group in AIDS life cycle is the uh is the uh it's it, uh it's called the um the uh the uh brown breakers and it's for all brown people but all the guys that's in, all the people that's there is all Spanish people and all the events are are Mexican events and I feel the place because I'm like I'm Creole I'm well, everything. He's going to have everything there for you. Yeah, and you know, also, just a little bit of background. The reason why I want to do something where it's specifically catering to um, men of color, who men who sleep with men of color, <laughs> um, because I feel as though there are not a lot of spaces that are catered for us, um, that, that are catered for us, that accept us, um, where we can be ourselves. And That's the proof. And I feel as though there's a lot of people in between the ages of 25 and 55 that um, have some shit to lose and do not go out to the ratchet club club scene and are lacking spaces. You know what? I'll help you with that if you want some help because I would like to uh, put that on like videotape. Yes. So there's several aspects about 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 sex about sex and sexuality and sex and race. Mm-hmm. Didn't I say you're not going to be able to partake of everybody there? <laughs> you are not turning this into a sex orgy. Yes, I, 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 well, because it is for men of color who have sex with men of color. There will be women there, too. Yeah. I, this would be great. This would be great so This is not one big orgy. Well, it, I, I don't want it to be an orgy. I'm really, truly, like, I really want to know, like, about the, about the, uh, the, 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 uh, the sexual experience of people of color. Because it's all different. I mean, my experience mm-hmm. is so vast and different, from, especially for a woman of color, especially a lesbian woman of color. I'm, I'm deeply fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. I am too. Okay. And yeah. so stay tuned, and I will let you guys know exactly when it's going to be. Where it's going to be. I'm eyeing the two weeks um, before or after um, Valentine's Day. So, yeah. Yes, Lamont, we're going to need you and the hubby to fly in. We need yeah. you to be on the red. We need you guys here on the red carpet. We're there. So you said, what, the 29th of February? So, that's Saturday or what? So I'm looking just within those two weeks. Uh, it just depends on oh. what venue is available. Yeah, um, the venue I wanted was a little bit, it was a little expensive. So either the 22nd or the 29th, or it could be the 8th. It just depends on where it lands. Keep me posted. Perfect. Well, it was a great week for me. It was a big week for me. Um, One of my good, 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 good friends opened up his uh, bakery. Shouts out to Sugar Sweet in Oakland. That is the place that you want to be, 5855 MacArthur Boulevard, and go over visit pastry chef David Benton and get you some of them amazing peanut butter cookies. Oh, my God, they were amazing. I'm still stuck. I'm still stuck. I need um, you to send me some of those. Oh, they were. You know what? 
I'll bring them next week. Oh, yeah, bring them next. Put them in the car. Don't forget. Yeah. If you come down here without my peanut butter cookies, you're going back to Northern California. <laughs> yes, I will bring your cookies next week because I will be there to see you all next week. Thank you. So, yes. Um, what else? Nothing else. It's just been a, a hectic week at work. Um, it's been a hectic two or three weeks because of this whole union thing, and they're trying to elect me to be the union chairperson and all of that foolishness and i'm like i'm trying to retire i'm trying to be out the dough i'm trying oh, to be like i don't think they want to do that I, i'm like <laughs> do they know what they're asking <laughs> i'm like just because i know all this stuff that y'all don't know i'm trying to get out of here i'm trying to do my events full time and see and how long would your term be uh the one the woman that's been in there now been in it for 10 years oh hell no <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like a year or two i'm like uh Maybe a year or two, but ten years now. I don't think I don't have. I don't know if I have another year in me at all to drive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I like the people enough like that. Mm. But that's about it. My dating thing, as you know, is really it's been really cool. It's been cute. We text back and forth every day, so that's kind of cute. And that's about it. I'm leading a dull life, dull. Now the dating, the dating thing, update us on on what what's going on, where, and all that. <laughs> Just swing on by the pastry shop. <laughs> Pick up some sweet. <laughs> Pick up some sweet. Hmm, go spend, go spend your money and support, 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 support. So. Um. Um, oh. Um, 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 oh. So, that's I, about I, it. What you stuck on? I think I inadvertently slept with a couple. I can't. Close your legs to married men. I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at a picture on Facebook and I'm like, wait a minute. Close, close your legs to married men. Like, like We've been together, and we've been together. And it says, see, that's why. That's why we people at home. We see y'all don't know. We, we see each other, so we, we we see each other. But everybody has their phones, and we can see what they're doing. And if y'all would see half the looks that we see right now, because Fernando over here looking at some Facebook stuff, and they found out he done slept with somebody. We moving on. I can't. No, it, it wasn't together. He slept with one and then slept with the other and found out they're a couple. Correct, Fernando? I, yeah. Yeah, but he still, slept. He, he still slept with both of them, so he slept together. You know. And, and they, they, live, they live in the next building over. And their neighbors? Oh, what the hell? I don't even know how we got on each other's Facebook. I can't. How are they? All right. Okay. Uh, don't we have an agenda tonight? <laughs> yeah, we have an agenda. Let's go okay. on over here and let's talk about Azealia White. Azealia White passed away the other day at the age of 106. She is one of the pioneering African-American women who was a female pilot. She started back in World War II. Wow. So we wanna, yeah. I mean, that's a long time. That's a whole lot of living, baby. World War II. And I mean, so if you think back to then, 
and she flew during the Jim Crow era. So she was flying when Jim Crow was in full swing. And being an African-American female who was back then was even considered less than to be a female pilot opened doors for her that most people would never even be able to, to, you know, it gave her freedom to just do a little bit more than what the normal slaves would do. And one of the things that she told her niece that she said, one of her statements was, she said she felt free up there, just free. There weren't any racial barriers or things like that when you're in the sky. So her great niece, um, Amelda Bailey, told us about that. So we want to send our prayers out to the family. She died of natural causes on September 14th. And of course, you know, the story is slow hitting the news when we, when when a great pioneer has passed away. It takes a right. minute before it hits our news. But maybe that's going to change because we have that 24-hour um, all-black newscast that's going to launch in the new year. So maybe that'll change. Maybe it will. That's right. This, it's just a blessing to be able to see 106 years. Exactly. And it, it, you just think about the life that she was able to see and the life she was able to live. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a blessing. That's a blessing. It, it's, it's a blessing to make it to half that age, 53. So, right. hey. <laughs> what you say, Chris? Hey. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Be there. So, um, so our viral video of the week, we're going to jump into the, we're going to move that to our discussion. So if you're at home waiting for that this week, it is going to be our end. So we're going to jump right into our amazing, we're calling it the top five hot topics. And this is what is in the, the hot topics this week. I need y'all to understand this story right here left me speechless because I don't understand. First off, I don't even understand why Ray J is relevant. Let's start there. So <laughs> Ray J and his wife, Princess, were in Las Vegas. And for some ungodly reason, he left her and the baby in Vegas. Also, she's pregnant with his with second his child, child. again. His with son. The second child. His son. His yeah. son. Yeah. The heir to the throne. So, <laughs> of course, okay. she lives her life on Instagram. That was, if you've ever watched Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, that, that was one of uh, Ray J's mother's issues with her is that she lived her life out on social media. It's so, not her business. Huh? Miss Sonia need to mind her business. Oop, she need to mind her business. Yeah, I, I wanted to say that too because I was like, uh, this is not messing up Ray J's brand because Ray J's brand is all about reality TV. So that's the way you live your life is through social media. Duh, you ought to know that, Miss Sonia. If you're going to build a brand, you got to be on social media looking crazy and making stuff want to watch your reality show. I mean, and Sonia already killed Brandy's. Uh, <laughs> marriage so hey I mean come on really can you let your kids please be happy wait did she kill but wait, wait did she kill the marriage or was it still a fake marriage no it was it was it was, a, it was an actual marriage but when your mama's telling you everything to do except for how to suck it and she might have been oh. telling her that <laughs> no she needs to ask Fernando how to do that nope don't you do that don't you open that door don't you do that 
According to Wanya, she was good at it. But there it is. <laughs> According to who? Wanya. <coughs> Say that? I'll make love to you, Mr. <laughs> Boys the Man himself. You know him. Oh, I didn't know he said that. I missed that. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> oh, that was pre-social media, so I didn't know he said that. He did. I know. You know, we we didn't have Instagram, Facebook when they were dating like that. Right. Okay. Well. So I missed that. So he said it was it was amazing. No, he said that he and Brandy had a great time and they uh, were a wonderful relationship. <laughs> wonderful. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Brandy just lets uh, something about her just speaks crazy to me. <gasps> crazy uh, here. So I'm, I put it this way: I've known Brandy personally for years, and she's she's not crazy crazy. She's just interesting. Crazy crazy. No, eclectic. interesting. The whole family is interesting. Eclectic. No, she ain't the eclectic. Funny, the funny thing is, Ray J is crazy in front of the camera. The rest of them are crazy behind the camera. Ray J strikes me as the sanest, to be honest. And Ray J and his father, they they both strike me to be sane. Um, really? Oh. Well, so then again, I don't know them. And I all I see is through the camera. I just Ray J seems sane in real life. Mm. But I'm trying to figure out, so why why did he leave her? Why he left us stranded in Vegas? Well, I never said he wasn't a bitch. Now <laughs> he's a saint. You better pass out. He's a sane bitch. Because <laughs> that's, that's a bitch. Those are the worst me. kind. <laughs> the, the worst. That is the worst. A bitch ass nigga move, and that yeah. really is that. You, no matter what your wife is doing or what you guys have gotten into, because Princess is definitely no saint. Um, None. Not at all. You guys have gotten into that shouldn't cause you to leave her and her pregnant ass and your baby in Vegas now. But didn't some come up today on TMZ that said he was he he didn't do it and he was upset and everything like that that people would accuse him of that he would never leave his wife pregnant or not pregnant or whatever. Well, she put it on social media. She the one puts there. Tell Scooty Boy. You left your wife stranded in Vegas. That's what she said. Tell Scooty Boy. I think it was. I think it was a lack of communication, probably. It's a lack of communication. You leave, and you know you came there with your wife and your wife and child. And child but how and you know he didn't provide provisions for her to go a different route? She said oh, she could drive back. That shit. Or how do you know that? She just didn't agree with something that he had to do business-wise and decided that... <laughs> to blast him in this fashion, exactly. That's yeah, why I'm mad. decided that if he went ahead with his business, that she was going to blast him, and he went ahead with his business. Now, that is not beyond her. She's done the same shit on the show. Okay, so then, but if it's all that, then why would you block your wife? He blocked her. Well, it depends. I heard that she's not happy about this Suge Knight situation and, show, and told him specifically, if you die because of his ass, I'm not coming to your funeral. Well, that's some serious words. And according to Suge, he said there's no way in hell he would sign over anything to crazy ass Ray J. That's it. <laughs> so somebody lying. Liola. Oh, 
OMG. God bless them. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, I, 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 bless you. Bless, bless you. you. Oh, my bless God. You. Bless you. Bless you. Sounds, sounds like the new 30 sneeze, but go ahead. <laughs> That's that new 30. We love you, Yes. That's that new 30. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm halfway through my 30s. But you you found a new 30 to to keep you there. Do you hear me? (laughs) I don't know how this happened. They always want me to teach the children. Uh, that's because you always want to play teacher. You know, you know what's you know what's funny. That does happen to me. I always get the young ones, like the twenty-something year olds, the the eighteen-year-olds. They always hit me up. Hey, how's it going, Daddy? Can I come over? Why the, I, the, the mature ones? They were like, Oh uh, yeah. I, I, well, somebody I, else supposed to hit you up. Who? Jesse Smollett. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the man. Hell no. He needs some money. He needs some coins. So y'all know that Jesse Smollett is suing Chicago. And that was because of the, we all know the whole situation. And did y'all see the meme that I put up on, on the social media the other day? Sure did. Oh, that thing was freaking freaking hilarious. I laughed so hard to myself side hurt on that. Fernando, if you didn't see that, I just sent it to you just to remind you of what it was. It was freaking hilarious. And it was uh, Jesse Smollett and the cat. And y'all know that the cat has become famous. Uh, wow. And, and that, that cat is living. Ah, that Cat is living his best life. I love that fucking cat. <laughs> Somebody was late to the party. We see. The he cat said, and I quote. <laughs> so I can't. Honey, I saw that at work. I think I saw it about a week ago at work and fell oh. completely out. That is the funniest meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as hilarious as bitches wear your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, this meme, and it was so, it was the timing was so perfect because here he came up in the news and I was like, oh my God, I gotta share this. We have to share this because we're getting ready to talk about him. Cat said, huh, not. That makes it funnier because we were all thinking it. <laughs> the cat said, he said, I got beat up. No, you didn't. You weren't there. Neither were you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that right there was what you said. You better cackle, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> oh, but allegedly, allegedly now the reason why he's suing is because 
um, there is supposed to be a security guard from the hotel who actually saw the two men who attacked him. And the police swept that up under and did not allow that to be that man to testify in court. So he's suing the city of Chicago, the um, the two men who were um, the two black guys who claimed that they were in on it. Um, detectives Michael Theus and Edward Watt and Watnicki, police superintendent um, Eddie James, and those brothers. So, so now do y'all do y'all believe that there's a possibility that there was somebody? Can the story really be wrong? Can can can, can it possibly that he really look, did get attacked? At, so let me just say this: Do you know how fucking cold it is in March in Chicago? <laughs> I the can't even walk. I in, in at two a.m. in downtown Chicago where there ain't shit. There is nothing. You're going. There was subway. There was a subway open. They're not twenty four hours out there. It wasn't. It no. was. Subways are not 24 hours in Chicago. Are you sure about that? We need to investigate that one. Yeah, we need to investigate that because he was going to Subway to get a sandwich. I, I did check on that. I talked to I talked to one of my tricks that lived there, around that area. And? He said they close at 9. Downtown Chicago. Downtown Chicago. Like downtown San Francisco. It, it's like the it's like the financial district. Yes. Pretty much all of downtown. Now, if he was closer to Boys Town, it would make sense. But you, where you saying this happened, is like near all these damn high rises. It's, well, maybe he didn't know it was closed, and maybe he was going there and found out it was closed when he was on his no, way back when no, they popped him in no, the no, head. No, 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 it no. Even no. better if he said he was on Grinder. Look, no, 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 no. Look, he was the old grinder. Stop it, guys. He he lives, he lives in a very prestigious building called the Lowe's. There's a Lowe's in a, in almost every major city around the United States. Okay. I, I actually uh, uh, decorated a, a condo in the Lowe's building in Atlanta, Georgia, back in the day when I was. Well, I was, I was. He was going to Subway, damn it! No, 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 no. Like, like, and here's the thing: Don Lemon from CNN said the same thing. He actually, he actually put himself out there. He said, "I live in the same building. This is how I know this." If you live in the Lowe's building, there's a restaurant in the Lowe's building. Like, it's literally it's room service. They have anything you want. If you want a fucking Subway sandwich, they would have built you a gourmet Subway sandwich. But he wasn't there. Sandwich. He wasn't he staying at the hotel where they were filming. He was at not the Sheridan. At the hotel. He was in. He was at the Lowe's in that apartment. And you know how you know it was an apartment because his stupid ass allowed them to take video of this pristine white noose around his neck still when they walked in. How yes. who the fuck does that? And you supposed to have got bleach thrown thrown on you? They tried to hang me and they threw bleach on me. The first thing I'm doing when I get home is taking that shit off and wiping this bleach off me. Look, if I, I wish I wish y'all could do a meme of me right now because most most black people doing doing the same or do the same thing. <laughs> Knocked out. <laughs> oh. You know, and what no. makes this like 
so like how cold it is because Chicago gets like bone chilling cold. You can't walk in Chicago like that. Oh, nigga, please. Here's my thing is, do y'all think that he actually made up this story because he got wind and Empire is about to be canceled and he wants to stay relevant? But that wouldn't make him stay relevant. Why the fuck not? We're talking about him right now on this podcast. I think <laughs> he, he has, he's not on the show this season. I think the reason he ain't nobody on the show was because yeah, he, the show ain't on the show. <laughs> the reason he gave was because he was trying to, he was going through contract negotiations and the, um, and they basically failed to give him more, give him more money. So he was trying to make himself more relevant in order to get money. And sympathy. But he's not stupid. He understood. There's no way he can be this dumb to think that, okay, this will not backfire without enough evidence. And that means they're not going to want me no more. So that's not going to make me relevant. That's going to make people sweep me up under. Because first off, they're already trying to label me as the first gay on a, on a national show. And that just saying, that's not going to make you relevant if you do a hoax. And there wasn't enough evidence to solidify. But now, so why? Okay, okay. Then if 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 that why did they why did they drop the charges against him? Because they realized that <laughs> they were ruining this man's reputation. <laughs> I believe that she dropped the charges because there are probably some loopholes in the case built against him, as there are loopholes in every case. And probably was like, I'm not going after this shit. Because you filed a false police report, there are so many other better things I could be doing with my time, but I'm not saying you didn't do it. And she was very clear when in her debrief, um, I think she gave a press conference on um, surrounding why she dropped the charges. Okay. So, Jesse, we wish you well in this amazing case that you're about to sue for. I hope you get your coins. I hope you get your coins. I'm really it's sorry if you, if you did this wrong. If you really did do this as a, a fake thing, I'm just hurt. Honey, I, I'm hurt. The article says that he, his lawyer says he doesn't believe that Mr. Smollett should owe the Chicago PD anything because he's already paid them $10,000. I'm not giving you 10 racks if it's something that really happened to me. Well, he had to give them 10,000 racks to get out of court. Right. Get out of jail. That part. That, that wasn't an option. You had that, to that give part. that. That wasn't an option, boo boo. You, you, you wasn't getting no two hundred dollar bail. <laughs> You're a name, so they're gonna get you for every coin you got, and then some. And you lucky it was only ten thousand, because it could have been a whole lot more. Right. Could have been a whole lot more. Okay, I digress. Do we know how much he's trying to get from Chicago? Um, he's, I, I think they said it's a, ah, bah, 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 wait, I think it said it's a hundred thousand. Is that what it is? That what it is? A hundred thousand. Wait a minute. Uh, yes. A hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> because I guess that, uh, well, no, 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 no. I take that back. I'm sorry. I take that back. That's what they sued him for. Okay. That's why I was like, that number sounds familiar. That's what they sued him for. But no, it doesn't say 
what his what his counterclaim amount is. Mm. So look, Jesse, let me help you out. <laughs> in the middle of the night at about two o'clock in the morning, when you single, we understand them things start to happen in your body. You can't use Subway as an excuse. Just get you a dr- a, a, a grinder account, a Jack, Scruff, BGC, ChristianMingo.com. Get you one of those. Black people meet. <laughs> black people meet and put a put a different picture. You ain't gotta put your face, boo boo. You use your brother's picture. Use, use, use your brother. Do like the rest of the Negroes on there, and do this. Say I'm not giving no picture until we meet, and then then you won't have to have this situation again. So I'm rooting for you. The the fellas ain't rooting for you, but I'm rooting for you. I'm in your corner. I got your back. I got your back. I got your back, Jesse. I really do. I want you to win. I want. You I don't know if we we. I don't know if we're ever gonna see you on TV again, but <laughs> I want you to that's, win. That's why you want him to win so he can eat. <laughs> yeah, I want him to eat. I want him to be able to eat. back in the next Patrick Ian Polk film. I want a Popeye's chicken sandwich. But you I can't. no, no, don't believe the hype. It ain't all that. Don't believe the hype. That thing was nasty. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Dry. 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 <laughs> and then they had the audacity to put a damn pickle on it. Do you hear me? That made it salty and dry. <laughs> that, ugh, ugh, a damn pickle. And somebody said, oh, get the spicy one. Okay, so. <laughs> now I even, spicy, I even dry. Have to. I tried the original and it was nasty. Did y'all, did y'all, nasty. See, my, did y'all see a damn video meme? <laughs> Uh-huh. With the newscast, with the newscaster, and the uh, uh-huh. and the ra- and the ratchet homeless lady uh, come come model strutting, and and one <laughs> one uh, the one sign that says uh, Chick Fil A, and the other sign says uh, 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 Popeyes, and the Popeyes of uh, 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 sign is on the uh, the ratchet homeless chick uh, model walking. I can't. It's mm-hmm. hilarious because it does look like Popeyes, <laughs> like a gun. Like I a seen gun that same. Popeyes. I seen that same cat memes <laughs> with, with the same face. The woman said, "I like to have a chicken sandwich, please." And that cat said, <laughs> "Blah, <laughs> blah." Uh, yeah, I, 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 do, I do want some chicken wings though. Right now, that'd be good. There is one video that came out right when this whole chicken sandwich that they've always had, by the way. Um, right, yeah. that part. Right. They always had that chicken sandwich. Um, it's a video called, um, it basically has each chicken sandwich and it assigns them a sorority. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to send it to you. Then it goes to Wendy's, it goes to Pop- Popeye's, then there's Chick-fil-A. And then they have McDonald's, KFC, and it, it, it's actually hilarious. I'm sending it to you. Lord help us. So, an other viral mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're sitting at the casting table, and I just feel like I need to say something to you. My name <laughs> is Gregory Allen Howard. That's my name today. Are you a Hi, black man? 
Hell no. My name is Gregory Allen Howard. And I want you guys to know that I really believe that Julia Roberts can pull off Harriet Tubman. And I think we've reached that season. So I think we should cast her. Don't you guys agree with me? Who's Harriet Tubman? <laughs> he was a great African-American pioneer. Whoever suggested that should have the shit slapped out of them, right? <laughs> The fuck you mean? Ever. Ever. As they needed need somebody's black grandma with a belt. Leather. You hear me? Leather belt. I'm barely okay with a silver with buckle. I'm barely okay with Cynthia yeah. Grevo, but she did a really good job. I have Okay. Seen. I'm going to see it this weekend. I'm tired of everybody talking about it. I've been so busy, but I'm going to see Harriet this weekend. From what but, I've heard, uh, she did a really good job. Everyone's, everyone says it's excellent. But as far as Julia Roberts being Harriet Tubman, and, they, and in his defense, he said that he didn't know anything about Harriet Tubman. Fuck, first of all, <laughs> what, the, first. what the hell? But you want to stretch Julia Roberts as an actress. <laughs> So, in a Q&A published this month by, Har uh, by Harriet Studio Focus Features, he explained the strange story while recalling how the climate in Hollywood was very different 25 years ago. I was told how one studio head said in a meeting, the script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman, he said. When someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one is going to know the difference. Again, shit should have been slapped out because you knew exactly what you were doing. So I'm going to take the slap for you today. Because we're going to slap you in person, Gregory. We're going to slap you in person. You shouldn't be a studio executive because you dumb as hell. You dumb as hell. And I'm sorry. How old are you that you don't need? Well, I understand they don't teach African-American history in the school. But who the hell don't know who Harriet Tubman is? At and one point or another. A script. Would you research a script about someone's life? Before you try to write. White folks don't. Now, I have a question. I have a question. We have an was, answer. You got an answer? Yeah. Wasn't there a scenario or something where Cynthia, Cynthia Erivo, or whatever her damn name is, was talking about African-Americans because she's not African-American? Was, was that on Twitter? Didn't I see that in a feed somewhere where she was having something to say negatively about African-Americans? Not that I remember. Fernando, you remember that? Remember what? Her saying something about African Americans. Who? Cynthia Arrivo. Um. Maybe. Vaguely. See, I thought that was I thought that was on the internet. There was a situation with her. I just don't know the story with that because I saw somebody else say, "Why go support her in this movie when she really had a problem with uh black people?" But I don't remember what it was that she said. 
we're gonna have to Google that because you got to, that's got to be trending. <laughs> and it, and it, I want to say that when I saw it, oh, it, yeah, um, yeah. So there was a um, there was some controversy about it. Um, but I don't remember what it says, and this is a long article because they were there was complaints about her being cast because she's a British actress, and she said something. Ah, here it is, 2013. Aha, aha. See, I knew there was something. I knew I saw something. It just you better it pull up the history book. See, you can't you can't do shit on social media and think they won't find it. So in 2013, in which she references a ghetto American ass accent resurfaced. So I'm trying to think, and of course it won't blow up like I needed to blow up because it's a Twitter thingy. So yes, it was on Twitter. I knew there was something I just could not remember. And I don't know if, if that's her, if this is her. So someone said, we can all agree that it would be tragic to have our sacred ancestor Harriet Tubman portrayed by someone who consistently dismisses and disrespects African-American heritage. She at least deserves someone whose past and present behavior is uniquely, unquestionably respectful and sensitive. And here, here, okay, then there's the proof. Cynthia, whatever her damn name is. Oh, oh darling. All of these presumptions, it is you who believes you are the representation for all African-Americans. That's incorrect. And the voice of reasoning told her, and you don't represent African-Americans. Read hashtag the blue, the blue, the blue sty by Toni Morrison. So there was a big, there was a big controversy. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. So I guess it basically had to do with reality TV. She said, how can you say this with such assurance when you aren't a black woman in Britain? The issue doesn't just pertain to reality TV. This is one of those issues where you listen and learn. And she really, yeah. She made it. She made some stuff. Twitter will come back to haunt your ass. Let's just say that. And so there were some people saying that we shouldn't support the movie because she is not a black American. You guys at home gonna have to research that for y'all because I know y'all can find it better. There's a lot more to the story than what I have here because there is something. So basically, I, what I'm because I'm actually re researching as you're talking. Um, what I'm saying is that Thank you. She, it, she asserts her African side um, and not the American side, which, I mean, it's her right to do so because she is not African American. Um, and I, I do feel as though um, Blacks, that um, African American people, we are very, very protective of our his history. And we are very critical of those who 
do not subscribe to our own beliefs, unfortunately, um, or subscribe to our own um, way that we view ourselves. I, um, and we're not as open as we say we are to different points of views that do not align with that. Um, from what I am seeing on here, there's one tweet in particular from 2017 that says, it's the African in African-American that I identify with the most. Um, she's never said that she's not black, that she does not identify with black people. She just identifies more with the African side. And that to me can also torpedo into a um, bigger discussion about the way the differences that Africans um, feel that they possess um, in the superior, superiority that a lot of Africans have um, as far as African-Americans are, uh, are concerned. Does that make any sense? Complete sense. Yeah, and so I think that it's that nerve that she's tap dancing on more so than the, um, more so than the belief that she is against African-American people, period. Okay. And so Cynthia, the, the jury's out. That, um, isn't it true that Holly Berry turned down the role? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I heard. I don't. I don't know how true it is, but I heard that. I don't know if I could see her as Harriet Tubman. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hey, I don't know. No, I don't think her chops is that good. No, I agree. That's a that's a big role to pull in. Yeah. That's a big role to pull in. And I don't know if her chops are that good. So if you haven't seen the movie, it's in the movies now. Go see Harriet Tubman and support if you will or support if you don't. Um, it's up to you. If you guys know the story, send it to us. Uh, I'm going to put the picture up on our social media. Um, you can send us what you know and let us know and we'll catch up and maybe we'll revisit this when we get a little bit of more details because I know Sean will come up with something else because I, I was just trying to catch it as it was coming. I knew I heard something in my spirit. My spirit was telling me something. You're so I was just trying yeah. Yeah. Got a good quickening. Yes, I got a quickening. So oh. God bless her soul. Um, now, this story to me, I'm confused. No, I'm not confused. I mean, so you guys watch Bring It On. It's a reality show that is, I think it's on, is it Bravo or is it WeTV? Ooh, I think this it's WeTV. Yes, WeTV. So the dance coach on there has pleaded guilty to raping a 16-year-old boy and exposing him to HIV. Well, correction, he's not the dance coach. Now, Miss Coach Coach D is the dance coach for the Dance and Dolls. Right, but he, no, he has a, uh, she, for the Dance and Dolls, but he has a group called the Infamous Dancerettes. And so, allegedly, 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 allegedly. <laughs> um, allegedly they had been meeting up having sex this is a minor you fool he's 16 you idiot you fool what the hell 
wait a minute. Wait, how old is he? Just for the just for the listeners, how old is he? Um, he is. hmm, Don't say. Let me see if I can find his age. Um, (laughs) don't say. Shut up, Fernando. Well, damn it, he over twenty one. I think I think he's on. I think he's if not double. I think he's yeah. I think he's like in his forties. I think I saw something earlier. Early. I don't know if he was that old, but uh, he older than twenty one. He older than twenty one, exactly. <laughs> so he had been meeting up, having sex with this this minor. 16 year old minor they were meeting up in the car having sex Mm. so okay so 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 let's let's play it both sides let's play it let's play it both sides i have a major problem with him being hiv positive and you not not telling your status to this young man and you have an unprotected sex with this young man and now have exposed this boy to HIV who now um he tested positive that I have a a major major issue with um I have um, several issues with this story first he's 30 years old just is he 30? Yeah, that's where we it. He was I knew there was a three somewhere in that number. He was 26 at the time that he began slapping with this sleeping, not slapping. Slapping? What's slapping? Yeah, he slept with him. He slept, he with, slept him. with him. But when he was 26 when he began sleeping with the boy in his car. Right, in his car. Hotmess.com. Yeah. I, I have many questions about this. At 26, what does a 16-year-old do for you? I would love to know that. Wait, was okay. the, was he 16 when they first started? Yes. Okay, so, so there was a 10-year difference already. Wait a minute. Okay. I was 16, and my very first lover was 29. And we were together for five years, so. Is this story about you? <laughs> <laughs> the hell? <laughs> what the hell? So look how quiet I've been. I love it. <laughs> Shut up, Fernando. <laughs> so we that's need, okay, I so we we need some true life confessions then from you in this situation. Cause shit. So that's why what? I said there I, I'm I'm torn on this because I was 16 and he was 29 when I met him. And we had- Did you know teachers? A, no. Mm-mm. He was my cousin's neighbor. And so what happened was it was a house full of, they were all roommates, it was four guys. And they lived down the street from my cousin. And I met, the, I met him and, just thought he was the just finest thing of life. It was my first, my first 
puppy love. I was just uh, just strung ho. I was writing him letters in school, all that whole. Just I went there. Yeah, I was just in love, 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 love. Right. But I knew what I was doing. I was sixteen, so I can't hold anybody else accountable because I knew what I was doing. I what's what's the word? I um, it was consensual. So it wasn't that I was and You weren't being, being raped. I weren't being raped and I wasn't pressured into anything. And we stayed together for five years. Well, I mean, at that age, though, only thing you can really bring to the table is hot dick and nuts. That's really it. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I'm sorry. That's basically what- <laughs> That is the I only was. gift that you can come bury. Like my first, I, my first I, boyfriend, I was flawless. My I was first boyfriend, I was 18, he was 38. See? But see, that's different. That's 1838. Okay, but now let me also add into this factor that I was already living on my own. Because my mother put me out when I was 15. So I was already living on my own, living as an adult. I was traveling and doing theater. I was doing, I was living on my own. So I wasn't different circumstances too, and, and it was course. a different time. It was a of different course. time. And different times. It was a different time. It wasn't where we are. We did not have social media. We didn't have all of that, and nope. it was a different time. So, but this baby is clearly living in a different time than you are, because he's sucking dick down to a car, and he's also. Um, <clears throat> He's also having unprotected sex really, really early. And my thing is, it was a, it, it, I won't say, it was consensual because they had been doing it for months. But the problem is, and I, I kind of want to fault the parents just a little bit because you didn't make it easy for this child to come have open dialogue with you. Because if he had open dialogue with you, he wouldn't be in the car having sex with somebody. And it definitely would not be somebody older. If it was, he'd be at the he'd be sneaking in the room, but he know he couldn't sneak no old man in this house. Now he could sneak his little friend in and they have sleepovers and you catch them in the sleepover, but you can't catch him when it's a thirty year old man. Twenty six, but yes. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, it's I, I'm torn on this. My like I say, my biggest issue is the fact that you expose this boy to HIV and he is now HIV positive. That is just totally. Uh, uh. I'm sorry. I just that that right there should get you the uh into the uh life in the jail for for uh life because I don't believe in uh the uh. uh the, uh, what's the thing called? The with the chair? The chair. Oh, not the with the chair. I'm like, what are you talking Sorry. about? <laughs> Get it out! <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, yeah. The electric chair, sir. I don't, I'm, I'm not with the electric chair. There I should do, not be no stay of execution for his ass at all. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm, I really am. So, I, like I said, I kind of fault the parents because you need to have open dialogue. In this day and age, there should be no reason why you don't accept your children where they are. Your children are your children. So you birth them, accept them where they are. 
And if they say, I think I like men, accept them. If they say, I think I like women, accept them. Stop using the church as your uh, holding thing that you say, oh, we don't do that. Because half you niggas don't even go to church. Half these churches is empty. So stop using that as an excuse why you say you, your child can't live their life because you're full of shit. That's what you are. You're full of shit. These churches is empty, so it ain't like you up in there getting no preaching from the Bible, from the pastor, because you don't go to church. So accept your children where they are, and these kind of situations we pray don't happen ever again. And that's how I'm done. Yes, and then also, I pray that they teach their children some values. That one down there, Value. in that corner, that Fernando down there in that corner. Just teach your children some values. To let them know at an early age that fucking in a car oh, past 26 is not some shit that you should be doing. Right. If they can't pay for no room, they can't have a room. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You Come on, your high school friend in the car. That <laughs> shit is cute then. <laughs> well, they ain't no dick that good. <laughs> at all. Ain't no dick that good. Uh -uh. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. This is way better. Baby, I can get you a bag of this and it'll bless your soul. Some sour punch bites. <laughs> some sour punch bites will bless your soul compared to some dirty dick in the car. Mm, mm, mm. That ain't been washed and smell musty. Mm -mm. Hell no. And it probably was only six inches. Oh. What? I've been to be together for five years. I hope well, he wasn't wasting his time like that. Good six inches. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando is awake. <laughs> right. Six inches woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, cause you, you know, to be honest with you, I wasn't checked out. I was just like, you know what? We know you high as Cooter Brown. No, I because in, in all honesty, I think about people in religion how they they're just so they they they, they use they, they use uh, they try to interject sex and religion, and those two things clash every single time because because sex is an actionary thing, actionary thing, and uh, and um and religion is a state of being, and you know and and so you know your state and. We we uh, religion religion is something that you aspire to be every single day. Sex is something that you you know is a learned behavior. It's kind of like riding a bike. You know you can either be good at it or not so fucking good at it. Or it's like dancing. You know um, I and I just actually I just said this to someone online. Sex is like sex is like dancing. You know it, uh, you know we we uh, we all we all do it, but we're not all meant to do it uh, do uh, do it together. We're not all meant to dance uh, dance with each other. And so, you know, and, and people, and I, and I actually said something, uh, I'm going to go back and quote myself, uh, love does not make good love making. True. Ideas like that, you say the words that I love you and all of a sudden, oh, instant good dick. No, that's not how that works. Lies, you say. That is bold-faced lies. That doesn't happen that way. And I think that you said, because you interject religion into it, you think that's you sanctified in some way, and all of a sudden this this 
this, you know, this this pussy is all of a sudden going to be uh, be blessed pussy, and all of a sudden it's going to be it's going to give you miracles. No, we sanctify trash. No, I don't know. One woman told me she's like, when I told her I was gay, she's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Ah. Have you again, the, are you sure? And, and she said, "Have you tried the bejesus?" Don't take a don't take a bath. You told <laughs> me, have I, me asked me, "Have I tried the bejesus?" The bejesus. You call it the bejesus. I That's what the old people call it. You're gonna change your life. I, you know what I told her? I said, "I tell you what, when you try it, I try it. I wash it every day." <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if, it's that, if it's that good, then you may you should try it yourself. So when you try it, let me know how it is, and maybe you'll convince me to try it too. But until then, uh -uh. but until then, I ain't trying shit. I ain't trying shit. No, that's nasty. I don't subscribe to that, but I guess. I'm not a carpet muncher. No, no but see, sometimes you just got to get the right carpet. I, I have money. I have been down there. Berber. Berber. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going down. There. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I'm sorry. Y'all got any more on that? <laughs> any more on this subject? <laughs> no. <laughs> to be continued. That's all I can say. Be continued. When is the trial? Do we know, or what's going on with that? Uh, he's just he's been arrested, so we don't. On December twentieth, uh, he's set to be sentenced in this case on December twentieth. And then, what also just one one last tidbit about this: what's disturbing about this case is that he has two other pending cases that are similar involving he, people who are seventeen and twenty-four. Exactly. So, so another 16-year-old wasn't the only one at the same time, then, huh? So yeah. He's a bitch. He is somebody that needs his ass whooped in court. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, he need he need one of the old-fashioned grandma old You know what I'm talking about? Get your ass in the bathtub. With a wet extension cord. <laughs> With a wet extension cord that she that's braided up. Mm. Get your ass in the bathtub. <laughs> So here's another tidbit. For those of you that live in them little Hickbills and you, 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 your, your sexual appetite is stronger than what the area can accommodate, you better come on to a place like San Francisco or Atlanta so that you ain't got to sleep with kids because there are plenty of willing adults who will sleep with you every day of the week. Yeah. Every. You know what's funny? And not call you afterwards. You and not call you afterwards. You can have them uh, one night stands like you want to. You, you know, you know, it's funny. My my band teacher from uh, my my freshman year in high school actually is in jail right now for sleeping with students. Oh my! Did you sleep with him too? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did not say I wish. Not hell no, but I wish. All right, not hell no. Oh my god, my band. Uh, was he cute? Fuck yes, he was, and all his friends were hella sexy. I had fantasies about each one of them. I said, "Oh my god, I just want to see them all in the shower together." I'm just like, I, I was. You was just a fast me. child, wasn't you? You know, I, I I was there too. I would see some people, and like I would have never told. 
I don't know. I I was had the the first fantasy you I asked ever, to? The, the the first fantasy I ever like remember having that was explicit was in sixth grade. Well, I Damn. saw when I saw this guy's junk, and I was like, "Wow, that's really big." And I wrote a whole entire one-page diary entry about what I wanted to do with his dick. What the hell? I, I was even shocked. I was like, oh my God, this is, oh wow, the fuck? <laughs> not at six years old. <laughs> not not right. at sixth grade, I mean. Six. Sixth grade. Plato and dick. That's what was on his mind. Six. <laughs> you was just a fast ass. That's the problem. Sixth grade. I was thinking about what to do with the dick. You mm-hmm. was a slug back then. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm a bona fide slut. <laughs> this is my destiny. Receive slut. Let's slut puppet. This in my adult life, I when I've heard of people being outed, um, or just a- athletes being out outed, I've always thought I was like, I wouldn't have said shit. Like, why y'all fucking it up for people? Exactly. <laughs> like for instance, well, I say this all the time. They go for the wrong people. There are plenty of people that will sleep with you and not tell your damn business. Plenty. Plenty. Like because when we all know that we all know that I dated a basketball player and I ain't never ever exposed him. So <clears> when my brother dated the basketball with that guy. Name, I forget his name. I think his name was like Young Hollywood or something. Who was Kerry Rhodes? Kerry Rhodes was the fine ass football player that you could be. Anyway, um, it came out, I want to say it was like 2010 or 11, that he was dating this guy, and the guy furnished me, media takeout with all these, fo- these photos of um, them on vacation. Him driving cars that Carrie the bought for them. Oh yeah, I remember that. Him yeah. living in the house. Carrie came out and was like, "I'm not gay." It's like, well, actually, nigga, this man's on your back. <laughs> you Him? Of, yes, Jesus. There he is. Well, okay. Yeah, I do remember that story. Mm-hmm. I remember think, thinking to myself because I could. Um, back then, I was living in LA, and you, I randomly would run into him. Like just in different restaurants or at the mall or something. Carrie Rose is fine in person. Then you should have shot your shot. You, know, you missed your chance. You know, it's all right, but life is good now. Boom. <laughs> you, you know, you know, it's funny. I never really cared to have, have to get with celebrities and stuff like that. Um, only because I've I've had so much good dick in my life, and so like. I'll be fairly, like, I've had some celebrities, I've had some politicians, I've had some, you know, some pastors, I've had some police Everybody. Police officials. Everybody. officials, low level, high level. Everybody. Agent, CIA agent. What's that other motherfucking diplomat where they, 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 uh, they transport um, high crimes, high crimes uh, prisoners? I, I had one of those motherfuckers. He was an Asian one. He's from Asia. Hmm. He's scared. Now he had a like he looked scary when I was fucking him. He was look. I just, can't. He was like literally like this, y'all. Like I I'm can't. like, why are you looking at me like that? Cause he's gonna snap your shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, 
Are you scared of my dick or something? Like, what is wrong with you? OMG. <laughs> so, oh, I wasn't just a surprise the whole time. So you just look at me like. <laughs> that was okay. a blank look. The blank look. Like, you oh, gave me a deer in headlights. A deer in headlights. But it, I, I, one day I am going to write a book on the many interesting men I've. I've, I've you been. should. You really should. You're, sli you're sleeping on your money, but go ahead. Because like, it would be a Navalia. Yeah. Like I've, I've had three NBA players. Well, you can't write a tell all. We don't want to tell all. No, I, I don't want to mention names. Me to like, I always feel like I never need to, need to share your name because the, the experience itself is more important. Yeah. You know, that's more interesting. Like, who you are is not really relevant. Like, if, like if you want those people who's out to get money and try to out people, that that's your dude, not me. I don't give a fuck. I don't. Like, uh -huh. Or you can sweep your way to the top in the Grammys. What? I wouldn't care. Like, you can sweep you because that's how some people got nominated. That's how their nominations came up because they slept with somebody. Because this year's list, I looked at the list and I was like, "What the hell? How are you nominated in R and B, pop, and um?" <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you, but you Fernando know, just told us they slept their way. They slept their way. Nah, yeah, this, you know, this is like who was more. This is like the who's more popular, who had the best tweet, the the best best Instagram uh, postings and shit. <clears throat> Let me just say this: Little Nas X is nominated for Album of the Year. The fuck. <laughs> I understand Lizzo because the album, although I didn't give it every track, was actually pretty good. And I used to know her. I mean, we all know she is a great musician. Um, but everybody, Ariana Grande, thank you next, really. Um, why Little Nas can't be nominated for album? Thank you, next. No, Little but Nas. not as a woman, yes. Little, Little Nas, Little Nasir. Is not. That's Little his legal name, but go ahead. It's not. Simple, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> his album, that little, e that little EP, because it was no damn album. I was just about to say, it's only what, six tracks, seven tracks? Yes. <laughs> the little EP was not that damn good. No. He had it that was damn good. He had that it was like, okay, it got a groove and a beat to it. Okay. It has a groove and a beat and bad singing. No. Right. Oh, I haven't heard it. So but I you don't know, know. I mean, the thing, the thing about it is if, a, if another EP wins album or record of the year, it just screams to the industry that you don't need to invest in your artists and put out no full 10 or 12. Exactly. Points. And it exactly. also screams. They, can, they yeah. can win with five or six. And it's like, it's not fair because what happens is they don't put out no good music. They just put some of that little rick rat that they think is going to win and that's it. And people who actually spend time producing vocals and producing things, um, it devalues their work. And right. it, I 100% agree. And like, for instance, not that I'm by any stretch of the word a fa uh, stan, because I am a fan, but I'm not a stan. But Beyonce puts a shit ton of work into her vocals. I understand why she is... Um, why she is nominated, her vocals are stacked seven, eight, nine, ten times. Um, and that's every single part. 
and there's backgrounds, there's counter melodies, there's, uh, no, I'm sorry, there backgrounds. And she still can't sing. Well, I did not say that she was a great singer. I said she put a, a lot of work. She, she's her a stuff. performer. She's but I will not a say singer. This. I will say this. Between Beyonce, it, I would not put Beyonce in the same category as Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez is a performer to me. Beyonce Wait. actually got some sort of a voice. Wait, but you said Jennifer. Wait, Jennifer. Wait. I said Jennifer Lopez is a performer. Go look her up. Go look up her. Well, they both performers. Jennifer no, no, Lopez no. started as a dancer. Well, I'll say this. Right. Beyonce. In living color. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. In living color. Google it. YouTube. If we're looking for a live show that was a fly girl, we're close to hers. It's Jennifer Lopez. Right. Well, I don't give neither one of them great vocals. I don't look at them as singers. But I did decide to go over here to the song of the year because I had no clue to who Tanya Tucker was. And so I went over to listen to Bring Me My Flowers Now. And? <laughs> Is it the top? Is the flowers alive or did they die? <laughs> I'm still dead. That was the most dreadful song I had heard in my life. Well, this is also the same category that Taylor Swift is nominated in. So, and Lizzo, and Lady Gaga. I never would have given this "Truth Hurts" uh, album of the year. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I love the first line though. Tanya yeah. Tucker. No, no, no. First line of truth hurts. No, I Tanya Tucker slept her way into this position. Or she said, hey, Fernando, if you vote for me for this, I'll vote for your person for that. That's what happened. There. And then who's this Lana Del Rey person? Who is that? Because, I mean, uh -huh. Norman fucking Rockwell. I mean, are they really going to be announcing that on, on television? Probably. <laughs> well, I've heard, I've heard her stuff before, but I, don't, I didn't hear this song, so... Lana, no. Del Rey. Lana Del Rey sings very melancholy music. Yes. Yeah. She sings like that. And I'm her. sorry. It's real ironic that we talked, we're talking about the Grammy nominations. The other morning in Route to Work, I decided to play her. So okay. I played the entire CD on my way into work. And? Yeah, I'm still not there. I think she has amazing vocals and I enjoy the song with uh Daniel Caesar, the one that's nominated. Daniel Caesar, yes. I enjoyed that song. Okay. But the other songs, they all sound the same to me. I just want some upbeat stuff from her. Right. I need to see some versatility because everything sounded exactly the same and I was like but one well, thing I mean, I mean, she's stretching now. I mean, she's got some new stuff. This new single is a little more of an upper tempo stuff or whatever. So she's she's stretching out there. I think the thing is, is that you have to realize when some of these artists put out music and they they have mixtapes that are so successful, they try to stick with their same audience. But you know, now she's in the forefront, so therefore she's got she's going to be forced to change her stuff. She's and you can't do that as we saw that with Legacy. Legacy had a whole different vibe when she was underground. Look, and when right. you went commercial, you have to change. 
Right. Okay. You need to tell your versatility. Let Love Rule was a good album now. Sure was. Let Love Rule and Pieces of Me was a good album. Now, the truth, hmm, she could have kept some of that. But Pieces of Me didn't get any airplay, though. It was a good album, but it didn't get no airplay. The two songs. It had maybe like good four songs on it. But, um, but Lettucey has put out some good music. Lettucey, yeah, I mean, yes. But her early, early music, and like I say, I want, oh, let, well, let's also give shots out to Lizzo because she racked up the most Grammy nominations. Yeah. Right. I, I hope she wins. And I really I, I mean, I think, I think she, she deserves everything that she got. Everything that she got. I don't know as far as these different categories that they got her in. As far as pop, she's not a pop vocalist. What the hell? <laughs> I think that if Lizzo wins, it will send a, it, she, well, I think she's already doing it, but she's opening doors similar to in the way that Kelly Price opened doors for Missy Elliott, who opened doors for other people. Um, uh -huh. doors, I said Kelly Price, who opened doors for Missy Elliott. I, and here, follow me, here's why I feel this way. Because I'm going to need you to explain that one, Lucy. Yeah, because I'm a little, I'm a little there lost. There is one common theme that, um, there's one com common thread, I'm sorry, with all three of those artists. They're both fat black women. And typically, um, back before Kelly Price, um, in modern day R&B, I'll keep it, I'll go there. Um, there weren't many, record labels really weren't taking chances on women who were bigger. Um, then I'm speaking about the 90s. They really weren't. Think about it. Kelly Price is probably it's, the only it's one. That they weren't, it's not that they weren't taking chances. It's a thing that they were actually not putting them in the forefront. Their <laughs> albums, they would put out without with just a face shot. They wouldn't put a body shot out. And they wouldn't do any live performances. They had them doing all track or radio interviews, yeah. <laughs> and and they weren't and and really and, and Kelly was the only one that really fought for and her, by her fighting as, far as on the camera. And I guess the what I'm saying is, it's because they were Lizzo can be if that makes sense. And that that's that's the line that I was throwing. Oh no no no, we we definitely pay homage to those that paved the way for people for like Lizzo. You know, we definitely pay homage to them. But it's not that they were the only ones. There were other people way before them. Oh no, there were other ones before. And everything I, like that 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 actually you know did it. And I was confused because technically Missy Elliott came before Kelly Price. Well, True. not as not not mainstream. Oh yeah, Super Duper Fly came out in '97. Right, and, and friend of Kelly mine, Price didn't come out to '98. <laughs> Wasn't a friend, friend of mine out in 95? No. No, no. A year or two after. Friend, because uh, that came out in Soul of a Woman <coughs> was 98. Oh, okay. I and, stand. I, it was 98. I stand corrected. Missy Elliott opened yeah. doors for her. Yes, she did. That's why them people didn't understand who Missy Ellie was when she got up there on the Super Bowl and she performed with that girl. And they were like, oh, who's this new artist? Right. Brand new. I don't think so. She'd been doing shit for years, at least five to ten by then. But she was, in my opinion, she did, she did her own Super Bowl halftime show. 
she, she exactly does. needs her own Super Bowl There's show. There's a whole lot of people that need their own Super Bowl half show, but we're not giving it to them because of commercial reasons. Yep. I personally feel that it's cool that Lizzo has, has been nominated because this is showing the um, Black girls that do not have the acceptable bodies um, that it's possible but you can make it on your on the strength of your talent. Now, I don't know if that's going to be exactly true. I think Lizzo made it on the strength of her of, of her talent. Oh, yeah, she made it on the strength of her talent and her personality. But there are some amazing big girls out there who can sing but don't have any personality. And without personality, the doors are not going to open up because being shy is going to get you overlooked. Yeah, that, that's, that's, one new, emerge, that's one new emerging artist that, uh, that uh, if you guys watched the Wendy Williams show, I forgot her name. Uh, the girl, she, uh, she, she, uh, she had put out a hit album, and she all of a sudden she canceled all her... Uh, her uh, Summer Walker. Yeah, she canceled all her tour dates because she has... Um, social anxiety. Yeah, social anxiety. And when, like, even when... Uh, yeah, so she got to pick the wrong career having social anxiety. She okay. canceled the dates because she got severe because she was gonna be she was gonna be out in the public eye too much. Right. Severe yeah. social anxiety. Like she was on stage for her acceptance speech and she was like it like like it, like you could tell this girl did not want to be anywhere near people. Yeah. Oh. Was, um, well there's definitely a wrong career. But and she's, the sad part is, is talented. I mean, Summer Walker is really talented, but it's like it's great. Sad to see it to see it go down that way. But I mean, it goes to show you that you can't. You know, not everyone's built for this uh, for this industry. It's very and true. you know uh, some of these some of these uh, some of these uh, these record studios think it's like a build a bear. They can find they can uh, you know they, uh, you know they they find they find a they find a dude or find a girl that they can. They can market uh, market real well. Find somebody with a voice, and they market them real well. And there they go, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, and, and back in back in the sixties, they could do that. That's what Motown used to do. They used to grow oh, oh. for like two market years the before they even them. released them. Market the hell out of them. Yeah. So not I'll market. They used to groom their artists. The Stallion. That's how they got there because you know what? There's a bunch. There's a bunch of thick bitches out there that can rap like that. And but you know they the ones got backbone and the, the know how and had a had a shtick to uh, to do, you know that they will market that you know and you're like 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 what uh, Cardi B said you gotta give them give that white man something something he can uh, he can dream about, like if he can't dream it up if he can't if he can't sink his teeth into that idea he ain't trying to put nobody behind uh, put uh, put no black no black woman on stage no black rapper on stage. And she was, I was like, she was talking 100 about that. Because, uh, like, yeah. it's true. It's true. It's true. You got to give them something. And you gotta that's give, the truth. You got to give them something. You got to have a shtick. You got to have a backbone. You got to have a, you know, you know, a, you know, a, 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 a gimmick. And it's sad to say that in 2019, we still don't have black labels that are out supporting black artists who are really singing. It makes no sense that we are not putting money into our own artists and we're so busy running around supporting the next artist. There are too many black talented artists who can sing and there are too many black people who have money, but you're investing it in other things. And that's why your investments always go belly up. 
Jay-Z, title. Ooh. I mean, I got a question. Ooh. Okay, how did how did John Legend get nominated for traditional pop vocals for a Christmas album? I told you this thing. I, I you need a vote, I'll give you a vote. So you need a vote for your uh because Lewis needs to get his little props for his rap album. So I'll give you a vote, but you gotta vote for me for my crazy uh uh, soul Korean album that I'm putting out. Right. And I love the cover too, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Also love the cover. Yeah. It's released as too. Who? It also depends on what's released as. It may not have been released as a holiday album. It was released actually under uh, under the genre of pop. There is a. Game. It was a hot mess. I mean, I, but, hey, I I liked it last year. <laughs> <laughs> last year, I liked exactly. it exactly. But it wasn't, it wasn't, um, and it was released as a Christmas album. It came out in November. It came out in like no October, November. And so it missed the mark last year to be nominated for, for last year's grant. But the thing is, is that it's not a pop album. It's a, if nothing else, it's a holiday album or a special event album. It's not a pop vocal album. No, you're right. I don't get it. So there are plenty, there's plenty of mistakes with the uh, nominations this right, year. Right, as it is always every year, you know. It's all because the people who sit there and put these people in these categories, they don't have any sense we see. Mm. We really don't. Because I don't care what nobody say, Tanya Tucker, if you sing Bring, Bring Me My Flowers Now, I'm going to slap you because that's the worst dreadful song I have ever heard in my entire goddamn life. I mean, the only Bring Me My Flowers I remember is uh, the the old, good old, when the when you're doing the pastoral anniversary. Bring me my flowers. Yeah. Wow. I can smell them. Smell I them. Had to run. Sean had to run. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I remember, Bring Me My Flowers. Well, baby, <laughs> this one, I had to go pull it up on Apple Music so I could hear it because it was dreadful. I can imagine. <laughs> the title and alone. It's the title alone. Shouts out to Andre, Andrea Bocelli for getting nominated for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album when I'm still confused that when did you do a traditional pop vocal because that's not his category. But uh, Again, shouts out to Kurt Franklin being nominated again. Congratulations, <laughs> girl. Along with Tasha Cobb again. And Kareen Harthon. I think it's our first Grammy nomination. Yes. So there's a list. If you guys want to go out there and see, there's an entitled title list. And it is freaking crazy. So I'm going to end it. Uh, that's our top. That's our hot topics. There it is. We done? That's hot topics. Did you? Shout out I to thought, oh. I thought I saw something. I'm like Sean. Sean saw something else earlier, and then I just thought I saw something. I was going to say, are you? Oh I, can't say, I can't even say it on air. I just turned into Sean. Sean saw the gray shirt, and he thought it was something else. So I'm sorry. I turned into Sean. I was like, what the hell are you what doing? What you thought it was? I don't know, but our listeners can't see it, so therefore. <laughs> hey, 
That's why I said, if they see what we see, <laughs> they would have a heart attack. Amen. So, in our um, our discussion this evening, um, for those of you that have watched The Breakfast Club and you follow The Breakfast Club, which... Uh, Char- Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God. I love that and dude. DJ MV and what's the chick's name? Angela Yee. Angela Yee. So the Breakfast Club does these interviews and most of the time their interviews go viral. So the other day, a new comedian on the scene that's getting a lot of airplay named Flame Monroe was on the Breakfast Club. Now, the only reason that I saw it is because Flame Monroe talked about a time when he was, or she, no, he, 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 she now, he, she, we, he, she, we, she, he, she, we, so that's his pronouns, he, she, we was talking about when he was going to do, he, she, now, was uh, a radio show with Monique, and something happened, and Monique, um, I guess, told the people that she didn't want to work with him because of his lifestyle. Now, that was the reason why I saw the clip. But there is 30 minutes, so you guys need to watch the clip. I will tag it in our thing. But I know that Sean has some real thoughts about that one. So we'll let Sean take that one. Well, yeah, I had a lot of thoughts about it. I um, <clears throat> So... I thought the in, the interview was incredibly transparent. I um, you know, I yeah. um, definitely applaud him for um, one living your truth, whether or not people agree with it or, or not. That's to be that remains to be seen. But living your truth, sitting and really being able to hold your own with these two hyper masculine men sitting in front of you while you're sitting in front of them with a full face of makeup, a wig, and some titties. And saggy titties at that. And a penis. And a penis that you are proclaiming to them that you only use. Um, Clay Monroe, um, uh, the trans community is definitely up up in arms with him because of this interview. Um, I was confused. So he went on the show and played into their um and played into their anti um their i'm sorry their homophobic and transphobic agenda um they definitely had their own preconceived notions about um trans people in flame one thing i did like that he do is he definitely debunked some of the myths but he did also reinforce some of the stereotypes um and there's a specifically one portion of the interview that I know pissed everybody off. Um, and that was where he said, we will never be women. We'll never be women. We impersonate women. And yeah, that, that was, is the part that I was very disrespectful. I feel pissed everybody off. And I want to hear what you guys think of it. I, I mean, Flame Monroe has always been outspoken, number one. Sometimes he's too outspoken for his own damn good. Um, I know some of the things that 
that really hit me in regards to, you know, his comments in regards to Monique and how, the, you know, she did him wrong years ago. So why wouldn't she do somebody else wrong now and everything like that? You know, I, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, uh, I don't think he's going to change his statement. I don't think he's going to retract his statements at all on any of them or whatever, I think he's just going to let his, the chips fall where they may because I guess he figures, well, fuck, I ain't got nothing to lose, so why not speak my mind and you take it how you want to take it? But, um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, you got to watch what you say, especially, especially when you're high profile now, you know, um, thanks to the, the She's Ready, you know, comedy special and and the other stuff that she's starting to do now, and then there's the talks of, of her doing something something for Tyler Perry. You know, it, it's you got to watch what the hell you do and what you say. I mean, because some people can take it the wrong way, blackball you, blackball whatever studio, blackball whatever record label or, or, or movie company or what have you that wants to work with you, and people ain't going to lose their bag over your bullshit. So, <laughs> yeah. But I also think that, um, and I do agree, I think that um, he also said something else that um, stuck out to me, which probably reinforces why he does not care <laughs> what he's saying. He was talking about how the um, trans community is often overlooked. And he's talking about um, the gay community and how um, gays respond to the trans community. And he talked about the color, the racism, I'm sorry, that exists within that gay community and it was specifically when he was speaking about um the comedy special special with dave chappelle he said he got everything correct except for one thing he said the gays put trans people um in the sidecar they're not in the car with um with gays and lesbians yeah and that, um gays put trans people in the sidecar and only bring them out when it's time for an awards banquet or some entertain or they're in need of some entertainment. So um, he said, and then he also went on to say, "Do do not be fooled. There's um, a white gay man in America still a white gay man in America. Every time they speak, Louis Vuitton bags can fall out their mouth. But don't um, don't let it don't let it surprise don't let it fool fool you." He's still a white gay man, and that privilege is still there. And so I, be, I think because of that, um, he probably has internalized that and does not really care what he's saying because he feels as though, one, he may not have the impact <laughs> that um, some think that he has. And then also, um, it really won't impact his, his life. So I have a question. I'm confused. As I listened to the interview, he said that he's only into studs. Mm -hmm. And so if you only sleep with women, I'm confused. How are you a transgender? Because if you only sleep with women, and you only do the the she part to make your money, wouldn't that make him a drag queen? Yeah, even his explanation of that, it, that definitely escaped me. I um, <laughs> didn't quite understand that portion of the interview. 
Am I wrong? He knew that he was. No, 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 not at all. I know that he said he knew that he was transgender when he was. Uh, that something different. Um, that something was different when he was younger, and because he always wanted to play, play in heels, and wanted to play in makeup, wanted to play his mom's wigs. Um, but um, he said as he got old, older, prior to him, have, him having his children, he actually lived his life as a woman. Which is Ooh, I'm, I missed that part. Which is um, interesting. He said after he had his kids, he went back to living his life as a man. As a man. Right. Now, I've never heard of a man doing this, but I definitely have heard of women doing it. Right. I've been tricked a couple of times, actually. Um, there, there are women who have gone through um, the process of removing their breasts and taking hor- hormones, but will not have their vagina sewed, sewed up, who like to have sex with men. Yeah, like female to males. Yeah, and that yeah. is actually quite common. Oh yeah, like like the 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 dude that dude that's uh that's that uh that's staying in my house, he's doing a couple of female males. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Like I'm like, but it's still a for JJ though. They like gay men to pound them out. Yeah, and that is their thing. And some of them exclusively sleep with men. They just feel is they want to lean more so into the masculine side. I just do, I've never really experienced a man that wants to lean more into his feminine side, but wants to still sleep with girls. I'm so confused. Like, for me, like, okay, for me, guys, this was like, uh, this This was a lot for me uh, to, to digest because I was like, um, I heard, I, I heard that, uh, I, what I heard is a lot of psychological damage going on, uh, like because part of this uh, Flame Monroe's story is just not adding up psychologically. And I'm, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a certified psychologist, but I'm like, like you flipping in and out of your sexuality in this manner, as as if it's like you could hang your wig up and off and on, just it's not computing for a lot of people. And I think people, people were like. It, it's like you're playing a game here, and it's like this is not a game for many people. It's like you marginalized it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and one of the things that the, with the gay community, have, the, the LGBT community has, or uh, with the LGB, uh, uh, has a problem with, with, uh, with the, uh, the, the T part of our community is that, you know, is that we are, I think that a lot of gay men um, kind of want to put distance between us and being compared to uh, being feminine women because when people think of gay men they think of men who want to be in dress they want to be women mm-hmm. so and so uh, transgenders are the direct reflection of the stereotype that people uh, that we try to escape okay you know if, if you if you if you guys following me here yes you know, yes. because you know, when, again, you know, pe- you know, especially in the black community, it's so bad. But they're like, "Oh yeah, you want to be a hoe? You want to be a bitch? You want to be a sissy? You want to be? You want to put dresses on?" And you're like, "No, I just like men." You know, I'm right? Like, like, but but that's the perception. And so when you look at the, look at a you know a woman, a man that wants to be a woman, you're like, "Yeah, you want to be just like that? You want to be just like that? Look at that! Look at that freak!" 
and us the gay man, we're like, we don't want to do it that part because that's what people think we are. But okay, so this is where I'm still stuck at. So he doesn't sleep with men. <laughs> no. Like, nope. does not sleep with men. However, I will say, when there were, um, in that interview, he did make a comment about the dick study sucks. And I could not, and, and I wrote it off as it being a, um, this being a joke, or moment yeah, where he was too. trying to, um, have, uh, where he was trying to provoke some level of uncomfortability with Charlemagne. But, um, but in the same breath, he, he said, I don't, I, I sleep with women only. Right. And, and like, and like, like, and right now, I think what people are really starting to get, like, overall, people are, are, are just rubbing the wrong way with Flame because it's like, well, okay, what part of you is real and what part of you is just a fucking, a fucking show? Are you just like, exactly, clown? everybody's starting to be confused as, as he is. <laughs> Yeah, and people, and people are like, we're not feeling that. And right now in 2019, if you ain't coming 100, we're not feeling you like that. We're not coming up here for a clown show. If you up here, if this is a 15-minute clown show for you, like, then we're not feeling that. And we know this, like, people who, who follow Flame Monroe's career know this, but Flame, nobody know, and nobody knew who the fuck you were until that, uh, that comedy special. Yeah. I and, still don't know who he is. And, and, truth, and truth be told, it seemed like that none of the transgenders have been in your corner for a hot minute because your makeup is fucked. Your wig, your wig is fucked. And so apparently they, they haven't been in your corner for a minute because the, the good ones would have helped you beat your face better and help you with a, back, uh, with a lace front. Instead of that party city, party city we had, we had going on when you want to talk about you flipping in and out of gender. Bitch, do the gender right, first of all. First of all, if you're going to do fish, bitch, do fish right. Like, because right now you look like, that's what people are mad for. You like, you look like a fuck, you look like a poser. You look like a fucking poser. That's what you look like to the trans community. But the yeah, posing has gotten him on a new show. <laughs> exactly right. He making money off of the trans community. The trans community is like, what the fuck? Wait a minute, motherfucker. Like we we don't we don't we not like we don't know if we want to claim you like that. Because I don't know where to claim him at. I don't know where to put him at. I'm so stuck about where, what classification, and then just like his makeup. He she he she we he she he she we he she we. And I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. That was cute. Because he gets the check, she cashes it, and we spend it. We spend it. Same bitch. <laughs> yes! That was funny. That was hilarious. Right. But yeah, are you funny. really? Because, and see, that's why the community is upset. Because everybody is really, they're sensitive about pronouns right now. Very yeah, sensitive about pronouns. That wears me out. He's talking about coming from a different time and a different period. And I'm like, so you have not evolved? Do you have not learned? You have not put a vocabulary to who the fuck you are? Well, it's all a joke. And it, that's what it comes off like. It's all a fucking joke. Like, it's not to be taken seriously. Like, yeah, I, 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 I pick up a wig at the corner of my floor, shake it out and stick it on my hand. I put this, you know, this, this CBS makeup on 
and I'm a lady for tonight. I won't take this too very seriously. Did you say CVS makeup? CVS, not Mac, <laughs> not Revlon. CVS, not even Fashion Fair. That's what the fuck played my role. CVS, not even Fashion Fair. Oh my god, not even Fashion Fair. Did you see that orange? Fluffy mess that Flame Monroe had going on in her face. You know, Flame Monroe, we'll just say, he's definitely not a drag queen because drag queens beat, beat their face. But he has to be a drag queen because you well, don't sleep with men. Well, and I you only do this to get paid. I do think that, I think that he is nothing more. I think, well, actually, I think he said it. He says, the man in me has been, pimp been pimping the woman in me for the last 15 years. I think that's what he said. Um, that's what he said. And I think that he is actually incredibly clear about who he is and where he is. And I think that what led him down that path is a very, would make a very compelling story. Um, so I would love to hear how you arrived at this being okay in your life. But I do appreciate that you are so willing to tell what is your truth um, in such a transparent and candid way. I, I think that he just needs to find a vocabulary to, you know, you know, you know, who he was, who he is, and who he's trying to become to the people that he's trying to appeal to. Exactly. Because, because, because the thing is, people ain't got time for, the, for a dog and pony show. People like are really aren't, are like, fed up with that and he's like I came from an old school of this that and the other and that's what people really are not having right now that's what comes from that that okay that okay boomer uh you know uh, uh trend right now is that mentality that pe that people just don't fucking get it like yeah this like not taking my sexuality my identity and who I am serious fucking matters yeah. and I think he I think he came from a time period where it so didn't matter that he's okay that it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And what makes him dangerous, because I think he's dangerous right now. Yes. What makes him dangerous is that he's likable. And, yes, it's likable. Um, he's invisible. He's invisible. very likable. He's getting, his profile is definitely raising. And Flame Monroe, I can totally see having a, some sort of a talk show or being on some sort of a talk show because he definitely has an opinion. He's very opinionated. He has an opinion. He's obviously not dumb. And he's controversial. And he's controversial. But um, doesn't he have a um, doesn't he have a talk show already or something something out there? A podcast or something that he does? It's a podcast, but okay. um, but I could really what makes him dangerous is that I can if he doesn't get the shit correct corrected um is that he actually unlike the laverne coxes unlike um amaya scott unlike those um transgenders that are out are out there he actually has a likable personality i can see the that middle america the white woman in middle america whose husband works <laughs> and she's the stay-at-home mom watching flame monroe yep I can see. Uh, we all watch. We, watch. I we watch P.S. Madison. Damn it! That that gas that gas station trucker type type mm -hmm. type, of, type of uh type of transgender that you know that's gas not, station that's trucker. Not, that's not that's not put that's not always put together just a little like a little rough, mm -hmm. you know, because they got those out there that just they 
you know, they, they line is always all blurred all over the place. They they go with the hell they go with for a day. Yep. And what makes, and I heard you say um, T.S. Madison, what makes Flame Monroe more likable than T.S. Madison is that he's more polished in his presentation. Okay. Okay. Not visually. Hold on. Not visually. Oh, no, because T.S. Madison is beat. T.S. Madison is completely beat. Beat, um, beat, it wouldn't beat, be caught beat. dead <laughs> looking like that at all. Hello, ever. So, um, but, ever. But, yes, Lord. But, um, if your best friend asks you, are you dating anyone? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Flame Monroe is, is more polished and definitely comes across a little bit more intelligent which makes them a little bit more palatable to the American public. I don't know if he was a little bit more intelligent because that interview left me feeling like he was unintelligent. But the, prese- the, the presentation, presentation, the presentation, it's the perception. It's like, he's, like he speaks like he knows some shit. Right. Yeah. Whereas okay. yes, Madison talks, talks like, bitch, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just throwing some shit out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to be likable. Yeah, there's a difference. Like, Flame Monroe is, talk, is talking like she, like, this is some real shit. This is how it really is. And feeding to that, that our negative, the negative nature of what people think of transgender community. Like, I'm it well. kind of validates that, that nature of, like, like what shit, what with those shit kicker, uh, you know, kind of, kind of people do. Those Bible dogs like, yeah, I told you they, they, that's what they're on freaking natures. They do all kind of twisted shit. Look, look, their one is, their one is, I told you. And it comes off like that. It kind of validates that, that yep. kind of mentality. And uh, it's only a matter of time before he's on Wendy. Yeah. Oh, so that's the next lineup to go to Wendy. Oh, Wendy, oh. Wendy. I'm quite sure she probably got him scheduled. We just don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. So the jury for me is still uh, out. I on... guess spot on, on pose. Oh, I don't want to see him on pose. Because I saw him as, as, as a man, and I was like, oh, my God, you look like RuPaul. You need to stay in, in, in drag. <laughs> Freckles and all, you say. <laughs> yes, it was bad. It was really bad. Aww. So the jury... It's still out on Flame Moreau. I, I I don't know if he's going to be a great asset to the community. I don't think so. I, I, think he needs I guess uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned. <laughs> I, yeah. I think Flame Moreau needs to sit on someone's couch and get real, real clear about he, she, we. Yeah. Because she can have a really amazing career, but that, that perception that she has, that old school perception, is going to be dangerous to everything that she's trying, that, that, that she's about. Sean, any last words? No, I, I agree. Flame Monroe is going to have to get um, clear. Going to have to get clear about that. And if his, if he, she, we's career goes um, where <laughs> I think it's headed. 
if it heads in that direction, they're going to have to get clear because um, white gay America does run, <laughs> um, does kind of run media right now. And so um, all day, every day. You want to make sure she doesn't piss off the right one. Um, but again, her assessment was absolutely correct. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another episode of the Fellows Point of View podcast with the amazing Fernando, Sean, Lamont, and myself, the one and only nobody. Oh, no, you're Christopher Terrence Jones. <laughs> ah! We thank you for listening. We thank you for sharing it. We thank you for everything. Thank you for being a part. We would love to hear your feedback as always. We'd love to hear. And share the damn podcast. Share the damn podcast. And you will start seeing commercials. Because the fellas are about to start doing their damn commercials like this. That's right. So, That's right. Get ready. You about to see their faces. You gonna see that old sexy body of Fernando's because you know he be showing it all on Instagram. So you gonna see it in a commercial. Some of y'all can pin him up on your walls and all that. And y'all just don't know. Sean is Sean is just this handsome boy. He be taking these cute little pictures. And baby, Lamont is tall. I need y'all to understand you. For y'all to love him tall, man. He tall, but he taken. Yeah, they both taken, y'all. Oh, oh, I forgot that's right. Sean taking two. Oh yeah, my God! Y'all forgot. Oh, y'all can't see. Y'all can't. Y'all can't. See, y'all can't see. Y'all can't see that 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 thickness uh, walking in the background. So, yo, oh, like, oh, I saw that. That's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, what's him down. Damn. Damn. So yeah, we're two for two. Damn, Sean. Yes, we're actually, two for two. Actually, actually, we two and a half. I'm like, damn, Sean. One and a half. Good. <laughs> of y'all situations. I saw that. I was like, oh, look that thick over there. Yes, Sean has a thick husband. I, I, I had the chance of meeting him. I, I, I was invited to the chat show. I got to go to the chat show. I was honored. You know, just little old, little old me made it to the chat show. So. That's a good time. All right. I got to meet the husband. Very nice, very nice young man. Very nice young man. I bet he is. Nice and thick. <laughs> Y'all funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We would not be the fillers well, if we weren't funny. Y'all a proposition on a weekly basis. Actually, no. No? Lies. Li- whatever. Lies. Y'all don't, That's why the y'all, light blinking in the okay, background. Y'all go to the no. That, sound, that sounds like our, our holiday show already is already proving. <laughs> he doesn't um, come out with me like that. No. Yeah. Okay, look, you hear the silence, right? Right. I'm like, it, it's nothing on the. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so serious. He does. I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I was speechless. Because I, I know when I had when I had a man, shit, it, the, the, the offers were there. Really? It was, yeah. And I was at the time. I was. I was like, yeah. I'm. I'm just. Look now. I appreciate. But Sean got a string. Sean got a string of handsome men because his that that at that soiree it was a, a string of handsome men in the house. I am single. Damn it. 
I know. Yeah, Excuse me? I, you I have know. the new 30 in your life. What are you talking about? Right. The new 30. You are not you are not single. You got a situation going on, right? Right. Your relationship status says it's complicated. Nah. <laughs> Go and adjust that on Facebook right now. It's complicated. It's a situation. Yeah, you got no key to this house. No nothing. That's why it's complicated. <laughs> right. You stop running from what's right in front of you and accept what's right there and stop playing. And no, then I'm gonna be the only single no, one on this damn now. thing. I am very available. I am I am very single. And right now I am I, I'm, I, I'm I will accept blind dates. I will accept I, I will accept setups because I haven't none of my friends set me up on no blind dates or nothing before. None of them I tried to get Sean to set me up. Hell, I tried to get Lewis to set me up on a blind Lewis ain't found me a man yet. Shit. Well, ain't nobody available right now. I'm sorry. Right. Like, like, I fucking work out. Look at this shit. Look, I, you know how hard I work on this. Well, you got you got thirty something to hold it now. Right. <laughs> A good it's somebody. It's somebody in your bed already. My Chris, you have to be educated. <laughs> I got a I got a six figure job, and I got a uh, and I got a business, and nope. I live by by, my, by myself. In San Francisco is a in San Francisco. Yeah, that's an amazing thing to do in San Francisco to live by yourself. And right. I'm gonna buy my first house next year. Come on. In San Francisco. So, all right. Now. Get it. Why am I single? Well, because Sean ain't Sean ain't hooking nobody up at his house parties. So here we go. You guys can come. You guys can come to around the coffee table. We are going to be talking about the attachment theory and intimacy in millennial relationships. That's what we'll, well he got an attachment theory going on already. No, I don't. The man won't leave. <laughs> and millennial, millennial now that Ferrando, that's that's your area, isn't it? Thirty something. <laughs> I'm a millennial elder. <laughs> the man won't leave, so he already got it. <laughs> so. I mean, what, what do we do? You accept it. Stop, stop being difficult. No, That's no. what you need to do. Stop being difficult. No, and stop I'm trying to find something wrong shit. with I'm him. Look, there's many big dick in the world, and this is not gonna be the one I fall for. <laughs> oh lord, I can't. I, I, I can't. I don't know what to say. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's the real tea. Mm -hmm. the, 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 oh my God! It's the truth. It's it's no. I don't. I don't feel like, like people be. I don't know. I don't know what the little chicken heads around the way be doing. Be falling for some good sex and stuff. Like, no, yeah, no like, I can do like this is like for me. This is like when you like I as much as I love sex and whatnot. That's cool. But when it comes to relationships, I'm dead serious. Like I I need to know that I'm going to be okay with. You. I'm trusting you with the rest of my life. It's, I think that if you it's not, it's not just like just to love me, but I am trusting you with the rest of my life. No, I get that, but I think that if you go into it with that mindset, you'll run anybody off. Right. Um, if you um, just if you go into it, I want to meet somebody who is compatible for me and who I think may work for me. Um, or <laughs> you have to allow that to just build over time. 
Or just go in with the attachment that you have right now and stop playing, damn it. Because well, no, because if my because if my if my inclination tell like if my if my inclination tells me that think you know this is like I'm not okay with this, then I'm not okay with it. I'm I'm pretty open minded. I really am. I I'm like I always ask myself about like am I okay with uh, with certain things? Like I I really am. I I'm usually very open and very pragmatic, and I and I and I'm I'm not one of those who will sit in denial about anything. If something's not if it's, something's working, it's working. But if it's not, it's not. Well, you can't come to Sean's until your attachment situation is together. Oh, he'll be, no. going, tomorrow. He'll be so, going tomorrow. So yeah, attachment theory oh. is different, though, now. It talks about how people actually meet up and how they get and how they meet up. Like, you have the people who will, um, they'll build dates you. They'll go out. They'll go out on dates. They will, you can spend nights. You guys have great sex. But the moment it crosses a line from being just a friendship into maybe something more, they bolt. They run, exactly. Not me. Then, then you have those people who are like lesbians. They meet you today and they're in love tomorrow. And they're they already moving your house. Party. Fernando, look down to your right for me. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> That's not me. Like, you, I don't know what you trying to do, but it ain't me. I'm sorry, is he still at the gym? <laughs> <laughs> Good God, what has this been, a four-hour workout? <laughs> God knows, baby. What gym did he go to? 24-hour fitness. Uh -huh. Oh, that's why you don't like him. He already beneath you because he don't go to Equinox. Equinox. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Which Equinox do you go to? The one on Market and Fourth. At the Four Seasons? Exactly. That's what I go to. Yeah, love it. Yeah. These are bougie girls. I guess. <laughs> Look, that that equinox is everything. They exactly. Have, they have an earth bar. A who? Earth bar. Earth bar. Thank you, Chris, because I'm like an earth bar. What the it hell is an earth bar? bar? Come on, they have smoothies. What uh, the hell is an earth bar? It's uh, their smoothie bar. It's like a Jamba Juice without the sugar. Well, the sugar. And I'm going to the gym to work out, not drink some damn workout. <laughs> don't drink. Like, so they make it really convenient for people who come in the morning because they serve breakfast. So you like you pick up your breakfast and your breakfast smoothie on the way out. But then in the evening, they have they flip over to like lunch brunches type of food. But it's all like really really healthy. It's all organic. Um, they're smoothies. Again, if you're looking for sugar, go to Jamba Juice. But if you're looking for something that's healthy that kind of tastes good. Um, it's there. They do fresh pressed juices. Um, yes. Then, like the salad. Are those additional, or is that included in your membership price? Of course, it's additional. Additional. <laughs> but oh, then, additional like, shit. The salad <laughs> is like you know when you're running on, when you're doing your cardio and you get a little hot, um, and you just want a cool towel to cool you down. They have these cold towels that are infused with eucalyptus oil. And so, they are how much is this membership? <laughs> how much is this membership? Well, you know, it's it's definitely a little high. How much is yours? Okay, so I have all of Northern California um, because I don't live in the city. Um, it's two twenty a, a year. I hate you. <laughs> a year. 
of mine. Um, How did you get to 20? Because I signed up when they opened up the San Ramon location. What the fuck? What year? Do you hear me? <laughs> that was last year. What the fuck? No, bitch! I paid 250 Really? Yeah. Y'all both done lost y'all goddamn I si- money. I signed up I signed up five years ago. You bitches is not even fit like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> $220 and $250 a month. And they ain't fit. They still got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I better be skinny as fuck. Do you hear me? Anorexic. I better have the cakes of life. Anorexic. Anorexic. Shit. Two goddamn 20 a month and two goddamn 50? Shit. That's my goddamn wine money. What the you hell? Y'all have lost y'all goddamn. Andre thinks I'm crazy, so <laughs> it's all right. I agree with Andre. It's you are crazy. Gym. Ain't no goddamn amazing gym worth amazing. no goddamn two hundred fifty dollars a goddamn month. You have no idea until you actually experience. <laughs> y'all can go jump off the Golden Gate Bridge with this bullshit y'all trying to find yeah. on us. Y'all, y'all, y'all fifty one fifty. We need to have both of y'all committed. Matter of right. fact, if we have y'all committed, we can save four hundred and seventy dollars. Chris, what you think? <laughs> the hell? It is a like you have. That's to, a car note. That's like, a car note. This this gym has a lap pool. It has a basketball court. The NBA players come. And they Ain't no selling that you can sell me on at no two hundred and fifty goddamn dollars a month. You get to meet famous people. And then if you pay, if you pay enough, I don't need to meet no I'm more. I'm in LA. I can do that any enough. day. Wait, but if you pay <laughs> enough, you can go into the executive locker room, which is wait where a minute. Minute. wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. There's more so money. More. More money. <laughs> So the executive locker room is where, um, that's where the NBA um, gets dressed at. And I think it's only like $30 more a month, but it's not worth it for me because I don't go to that gym a lot. Wow. It's its own towel, Butler, and um, it has its own set of showers. Yeah. I have had a really nice encounter with some NBA players. It was. It is nice. I had a really good conversation with one, and it was. It was. It was. It was nothing. So you paying for goddamn sex? It was nothing. Like Steamworks. It was upgrade to Steamworks. It was nothing sexual. We had a really good conversation. I was shocked. Prostitution. Can you guess who it is? Who it was? It's the upgrade to Steamworks. Guess who it was? Who? Steph Curry. He was here three weeks ago. Who was here three weeks ago? Basketball player, famous black basketball player, black basketball player. LeBron. Oh, I don't know. Yep. Who? LeBron. Yeah, he works. No dick. He works out at the um, one in Century City. The he ain't uh, got no dick. People are upstairs. Yeah, yeah, but he no. was he was the, he was he was at the uh, Four Seasons location. We saw that on national TV when he pulled it down. He ain't got nothing. Oh, why? I just—he's a good dude. Like it was just a good conversation. I was like, like I looked up. I was like, LeBron. I was like, Oh, why? He's like, How you doing? Like it's just a really cool conversation in in the steam room. It still ain't worth no goddamn two hundred and fifty dollars a goddamn month. <laughs> it's a place that gym. It has good hair products. 
It does. It goes toiletries. They have the good. Honey, I can go to Wing Mae's uh, Chinese place and get me some good hair products. This glow, my body got y'all. Look at this glow. Look at this. I'm sorry. Heels. Let's go back. You said you're in the steam room with LeBron. Yes. You know you can't. So here's the thing about Steamworks: you can't wear anything in their steam room. You have to. You have to. uh, You have to shower before you go in. And you can only wear your towel. But that's it. That's the steam burst. I mean, well, I'm confused. Wait, you said that's the difference? No, I said here's the thing about that. Because when he said steam room, it's like, oh, LeBron had no clothes on. No, 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 well, he did. What? He did. He had, he had a towel. Well, I mean, towel, but as far as like actual clothes, clothes, no. But no. yeah, when you go into the steam room, you don't have no clothes on. I would right. hope you ain't got no clothes on. Right. I hope not. That's why all I have is a child loan. That was just all I thought. I just thought. That's why it's called a steam room. I, you know, I really wasn't even paying attention to it like that. I was like, I wasn't, th- I honestly wasn't thinking about him sexually. He's not, like, I think he's attractive, but I'm just not attractive. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, yeah, I'm like, I think he's just a really good ball player. That's all I honestly, I, that's how I see him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been fun. Like I'm, I'm calling it the evening. <laughs> Because I ain't got 250 to blow on nuts. 